BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Giant Insider and the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, and I actually say your name right now. I don't say Bizignano anymore. I say Bizignano, you know? A little uh, Well, uh, Sicily is Bizignano, and in the States is Bizignano. Oh, so which way do you so want you to say it? She was saying it right the first time. Wow. Okay, a correction. It doesn't matter to me, bud. All right. So more importantly, Chris, if you are a small business owner or marketer tasked with growing your business, contact the media captain. They'll put together a great website and digital marketing package customized for your business. When you contact the media captain, mention 10 draft picks and you'll get $100 advertising credit towards Google for your business. So contact Jason Parks at the media captain. The Twitter account is at the media captain. So Chris, I don't know if you heard, um, Daniel Jones got number eight, so I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be 75 stories on why he's number eight. And um, you know, was it is it because of Yogi Berra? Why not six? He was chosen sixth. What's the meaning behind eight? I'm sure we'll see a bunch of conspiracy theories as to why he's eight and how the Giants screwed that up and how he's never going to win a game and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, this poor kid, man, he's getting. He's been getting beat up since he's been drafted, you know, along with Gettleman and Shermer and everybody. So uh, we'll see if there's any conspiracy theories behind the number. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's number eight. That's what they gave him. And, uh, you know, these numbers aren't set. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what number he wears, but as long as he's kicking play, you know. So um, we'll see. But it's going to be interesting. I'm at, you know, we're going to check him out live tomorrow. Yeah. Um, at the rookie camp. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him and a few other kids, uh, these draft picks. Um, obviously, uh, the Notre, the Notre Dame. Oh, forget Notre it. Dame. Notre Dame. You're going to be all over that kid. I feel bad for that kid. <laughs> Julian, can't wait to talk to Julian Love. And, um, but, uh, you know, pretty intrigued by the X-Man, you know, what he looks like a little bit running around and, um, and, you know, some of these kids, I look, I'm very interested. I can't wait to check out the speed of, of Slayton, the receiver, um, DeAndre Baker too. Um, so. Should be a good thing, but, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing these draft picks and uh, running around, you know, doing some things on the field. Yeah, I'm fascinated by some of the numbers they got that was announced today. Uh, DeAndre Baker got number 35, which I think is an ugly number for a corner. Uh, Kevin Dockery, um, 
Andre Weathers are the, the two that come to mind. Andre Weathers didn't play very long. He was drafted in 99, but I always remember he was 35. Because if you, if you take the Giants, I can go 1 through 99, and I can give you at least one player for every number that's ever been worn by the Giants. I always struggle with 35 because that was one where I, I couldn't think of who was 35, and when they drafted Andre Weathers, I thought, okay, now I have my 35. Uh, but, you know, this is something that's I, have, I need to seek help for this. But Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you were you barely edged out for the part of Rain Man by Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I'm fascinated with some of these things, and it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it was funny. I, I ran into somebody at a, at a uh, right before the Devils Rangers game in at, I think it was last year, uh, right outside one of those bars in Newark. And he hadn't seen me in years, and he's like, "Come here, come here." And I said, "You know, hey, what's up?" And he had a group of guys with him, buddies that he worked with, and he's like. This guy can name a giant for every number. And I just shook my head and I'm like, yeah, that's right. We were, we were doing that one time. And he just started rattling off numbers. And, you know, they had to Google him to look him up. But anyway, it's just something that I've always uh, been fascinated with. So uh, Dexter Lawrence is 97. Um, he, that's uh, funny because the, the, the Linval Joseph comparison uh, has been talked about. Valentine uh, mm-hmm. is 25, which will always be uh, Mark Collins for me. Uh, the, 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 the and uh, don't forget, don't forget R.W. McCordis. That's right. The interception. Yes. The interception on, on the NFL's best analyst, Tony Romo, yes. in the end zone. I forgot your boy, Tony. Yes. Um, the right tackle that we got from Kentucky. He's 78. So anyway, um, a little little uh, into the numbers that the Giants got. And, Jerry. Yeah. Yep. Jerry. <laughs> yes. Speaking of numbers, you know, you, you put the poll out a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, how are people feeling about it? They like to, I tell you, man, over 3000 people voted. Um, were you surprised by the results like me? 1000%. And it started off in the 24 hour period. It actually changed. Right. So first off, let me, let me start off by saying I keep doing this, but I'll do it again. I want to thank all the listeners, the Twitter followers, the subscribers, Everything is increasing. The downloads, we're up to almost 19,000 Twitter followers now. Subscriptions are up. Um, just want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart, or bottom of our hearts. And I know that Frank Seato, I think I'm saying that name right, uh, says you thank people too much. Well, you know what? We're up to 128 iTunes ratings, uh, and it's a five average, 5.0. We have more ratings than guys who have been doing it two years. We started at the end of September last year. So, you know what? Thank you all very much. This is a lot of fun. We're going to keep doing it as long as you guys like it. So uh, thank you. And, and for this poll, we had 3,382 votes. And I laughed because remember we'd get like 600 <laughs> responses. We were like, oh, my God, we killed Twitter. We blew up Twitter with 600 responses. <laughs> now we're getting, uh, you know, if I don't get three, we don't get 3,000. Chris gets mad and texts me. He's like, what, is it, you know, what'd you do wrong? Is it the wording? And, and, and he's right. We should get it. But anyway, so I said, poll time, Giants fans. Now that, now that some time has passed, how do you feel about the selection of Daniel Jones at six overall? And there's four choices. Great, good, meh, and terrible. And someone said, what is M-E-H? It's meh. It's, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So the leader was good at 35%, followed by a close running, followed by a close running meh at 34, terrible 20, Grade 11. So more people think it was terrible than great. But 69% of you are basically okay with this, which is fascinating because if we took this poll the night of the draft, it would be 99 to 1. 
It would it'd be terrible. Would be ninety nine. Maybe Meh would get one percent. Oh, I I don't think there's any. <laughs> I don't think there's any question to have the good lead. It was wow. I, I was really surprised by those results, but it just goes to show you, Jerry, uh, how people have settled down, right? Yeah. yeah. And the first reaction was, oh, my God, I can't believe the Giants did this and this and that. And, you know, and it's still a reaction from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it was our reaction, right? I mean, we're not oh, going to be hypocrites. That was I, our reaction. I, I almost jumped off the bridge. and Right. You walked home in a rainstorm like Forrest Gump and almost jumped off the bridge, right? <laughs> Walking, go, going back to your hotel. I love the comparisons to me. Forrest Gump, the rain man. Awesome. Chris, <laughs> you, thanks, buddy. You look like, like you look like that scene in, you know, like Clint Eastwood at the end of the uh, Bridges of Madison County, just standing in a rainstorm, you know, like lost, you know? Chris, um, Chris, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Now, you give me crap for things, and I, and I well deserve. The you, you you referenced the bridges of Madison County. That I mean, uh, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Bizignano must have made you watch that one. No, I happen to be an Eastwood fan. I happen wow. to like the movie. You see, Un- this is why I have an open mind. Unbelievable! And you just like attack me right I'm away. Gonna, like, you, I, that, that needs a you Twitter. attack That's- my social events. You attack my music. You attack everything. That needs a Twitter poll. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so listen, we won't, we'll, you know, we won't go to be hypocrites. We didn't like it either, but people right. like we, we've kind of talked about in our podcast on Twitter that, you know, you have to look at it like, okay, time will tell. Let's see what this kid has. It's not fair right. to condemn him and say the kid stinks. He'll never be good in this league. It's just not fair. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. And Jerry, can I get on? Another, can I just talk about another subject first? Chris, real quick, based on the downloads that we've been getting because of your rants, you you can really take the rest of this if you really really wanted to. Go for it. Well, I, I would never do that to you with your knowledge. And I'll never, you know, this is our podcast, not Chris's podcast. Yeah. So, but I am going to talk about something. Yeah. I want to get off my chest a little bit. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't care about who had Daniel Jones on their draft board anymore. Who was going to take him? Who's lying? Who's saying that Gettleman's full of crap? Who's saying, oh, he never saw our board. He doesn't know. I don't care if Washington had him anymore. I don't care if Denver did. Um, He's drafted. This was Gettleman and Sherman's draft pick. Um, Washington's not going to come out. Say Washington did have Jones as their number one quarterback. They obviously are not going to come out and say now, Hey, we had Jones, but uh, oh, but we settled for Haskins. Okay? Yeah, we, we put that on Twitter, and we got a lot of likes right. and a lot of agreement to it too. Right. I mean, yeah, you put that on on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, it was a very good tweet, and, and obviously, you know, the Broncos with Elway, if he had Jones ranked high and he was going to take him at ten, he's not going to say it either. He just drafted uh, Drew Locke, right? So you're not going to, right. you know, t- you're not going to talk about another quarterback when you brought a kid into in, into your camp, right? So. Into onto your team uh, via the draft. So, you know, I, I don't care anymore. Could we move on? Uh, Gettleman, I I feel Gettleman, Jerry, spoke a little too much where he said, like, we, you know, we know for a fact there was two teams, the Redskins, the whole deal. Yeah. Personally, I would have been like, hey, we felt there was a couple of teams that wanted them. We won't take any chances. We went with the kid that we loved at number six. And that's it. I would have given – you know, sometimes, Jerry – you have to be like Belichick. We right. have to say yeah, three words, and that's it. Yep. Okay, that's our kid. Uh, why did you take him? 
Oh, let's move on to the mini camp. Uh, Dave, why? What team was it? <laughs> let's move on to the mini camp. You yeah, know, right, you know. Right, right, right. That's it. That was it. basically you have to pull a Joe Pesci and say, "I'm going to give you my usual, nothing." <laughs> you know, because sometimes you know, Gettleman, he didn't mean you know he wasn't being malicious. He 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 he's a little alarmed about how much he's being bashed over yeah. this draft pick. Right, and he's kind of saying, you know, he's kind of saying, guys. Well, why is everybody getting on me? I've been part of Super Bowl winning teams. I've been around great quarterbacks, and this is the kid we feel is going to be the next great one for the Giants. Do you now, think? Do you think? Now he could be dead wrong, but do you think John Mara has that conversation with him or no? I don't. I don't think so. I, I, maybe afterwards, Mara might have said, "Hey, Dave, maybe you shouldn't have said any." You know. Yeah. You know, reference the Redskins or whatever he said. You know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, coming from me. If I was the owner, if I was a general manager, which I'm still waiting for the Giants to call me, I don't know why they haven't called me about this, but at least assistant. But <laughs> what, you know, if I was a general manager, Jerry, I would, you know, I would be like, yeah, guys, listen, um, you know, there's a couple of teams we felt needed them, and that's it, and we want to go, we won't take any chances, that's it. Well, Dave, uh, you know, they, well, Chris, you know, they said that no, no, these teams are denying it. Well, folks, I'm not getting into this. I'm just telling you, that's what we felt. That's it. Let's move on. That's what I would have done, you know, but Gettleman, I felt, spoke a little too much and it got him in a little trouble, right? Yes, so, I agree. Um, well, let's move on, Jerry. The point being, the draft is over. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, either one of the things, Pete Schrager on uh, NFL Network brought something up today and um, saw it on Twitter and I thought it was a great point. And we kind of talked about it the other night. Schrager said the Giants went from, you know, the, the reaction was hatred of the draft pick and now the Giant fans hate the message from everyone else that they hate the draft pick. And I said it before, man, like with the Giants and any sports team you root for, but especially with the Giants for whatever reason, we can talk about them. But when other people do, we get pretty pissed. So now our message almost is, you know what? Yeah, that's right. We drafted Daniel Jones. He's going to be awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like Giant fans have done a 180 now. Where because well, you- the, the vitriol towards the pick is so right. venomous and, and brutal the Giant fans like, you know what? We're all in on Jones. I hope he's great. Right. Uh, right. Because you know why, Jerry? You know how it is with people, with human beings, man. If you're going to continuously bash an innocent person, you know, and say he stinks, he stinks, he'll never say, you know, people are going to start looking at it like, oh, w- relax, you know, and they're going to, and you're going to see, you're going to, people are going to be like, oh, we want this kid. You know what, Dave? Maybe this was a good pick. We want this kid to succeed, you know? We're, now we're all behind Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. You yeah, can't 100%. keep bashing, you know, this kid's guilty of what? Being drafted sixth, so everybody's going to make him out like they, he's the worst quarterback to come in ever drafted? Right. Uh, you know, so you, you, I think it was some sympathy a little bit in that poll where people are like, you know what? I look at him, I looked at some film, you know, I watched some YouTube of him and all that. You know what? It is a good pick. You know what? I'm with him, you know? So I think that, you know, that's what a lot of people, are, what a lot of people are feeling. And I, you know, I'm a little disgusted by a lot of stuff too, man. I hope the kid succeeds. I can't wait to see the kid tomorrow. Uh, you know what he brings to the table a little bit. Of course, it's not competition and all that, but you know, you want to see what the kid could bring to the table a little bit. I'm looking forward to it, Jerry. So the the mini camp is three days. You're there too, right? Yeah, tomorrow and uh, Saturday. Who else are you looking forward to seeing? And, and besides, obviously, Jones. The, love, the love affair you have with Julian Love. Besides, <laughs> yeah. and he got number thirty-seven. By the way, mm-hmm. with Larry Flowers, I think of. I don't know, but why? You know, who else? Yeah, I'll tell him that tomorrow when I see him. Yeah. <laughs> who else are you excited <laughs> to see? 
Um, I'm excited to see uh, Dexter Lawrence. I saw a lot in Clemson on TV, so uh, obviously, of course, I want to see him. But but um, I'm really excited to see the X Man because I ne- obviously have never seen a snap of his on TV, uh, being from Old Dominion. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. DeAndre Baker, I did see, but I, I want to see him more uh, in person. I'm looking forward to him. I'm really looking forward to the speed of Slayton. You know. Yeah. To watch that live. The, the wide receiver Slayton, obviously. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not the defensive tackle, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, Darius Slayton. You know, uh, I'm no. sorry. The receiver is Darius, right? No. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. No, why are you? No, you're make, making me rethink it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, defensive tackle's Chris, right? Yeah, yeah, Slayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. My mistake. Yeah, and and I was, right. yeah. And yeah, I number, was right. He's number 86, Darius Slayton. Right. Nice slot number, right? That could burn a little bit. Lionel, no. <laughs> Lionel Manuel, baby. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, no, Dar- I was right in uh, my first thought. Uh, Darius Slayton, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, speed, you know. And, and, and I'm, listen, Jerry, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Just some kids I like to keep my eye on a little bit more, but it should be a good. It should be. Uh, it should be. I'm looking forward to it. Put it that way. Yeah, I remember the, the last time uh, someone was so. Oh, I guess everybody was amped to see Saquon last year too. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But before that, you would imagine it was uh, Eli. And I remember the story with Eli was he wore this brace to practice, and everyone said, "Why are you wearing that?" And he it was something he always wore on his left foot. And I think he slipped. He threw a ball like ninety feet straight in the air. It came down about ten yards mm. past, and mm-hmm. it was caught by one of the receivers, which was funny. But everyone, uh, that's what I remember. About that, so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I, well, can't, Jerry, wait to, I can't wait to hear your your, your Twitter update on. Dan yeah, Jackson if you on. if you remember last year, Jerry with Saquon, you remember when I tweet? I I text you. I was like, "Whoa, you should see this kid." Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this kid looks incredible." Yeah, uh, you know, on the field uh, with some of the things you know he was doing, especially with his hands. You know, uh, from the get go. So, hey, Jerry, hopefully I put on Twitter tomorrow. Hopefully I text you saying, "Hey." This kid Jones is winging it all over the place here, you know. So uh, we'll see, but we'll see. Time will tell. You got to give the kid a chance, um, and hopefully, Gettleman made the right decision. And not to put you on the spot, but any undrafted free agents you're looking at, or no? Um, I'm sorry, I can't think of one right now. Um, I, I'm 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 be rooting for the kid from Monmouth, just his local boy, and his, yeah. name, his name is Reggie White Jr. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of kids that I'm actually there's, there's two kids from Long Island. The one center, you know, I like to see him a little bit. It always seems um, like they give the local kids the the, un, the undrafted right, chance, right? Right. So the couple of kids from uh, from the area, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, yeah. The other kids, obviously, I don't know much about. So um, we'll see. We'll see them all. So uh, before I get into Twitter questions, and we got a ton, so thank you all for the feedback. I just want to mention, buddy, that Chris Raggy of CBS News will be a buffoon crew member by the middle of next week. Well, good for Chris, man. I'm happy for him. Welcome aboard there, what, uh, Mr. Raggy. You got, you got everybody. Is he going to wear it on TV? <laughs> I, hopefully he tweets it, but um, I don't know if he'll wear it on the, at the desk, at the front desk. <laughs> but we got and here's the morning news with Chris Raggy, and he had the buffoon shirt. How great would that be? Oh, my God. We have license plate guy and Chris Raggy now as far as, like, the two of the more famous. Hey, hey Jerry. Hey, Jerry, I have to ask you something. Um, you didn't get into this last week at the draft at, in Nashville. Um, what happened with the license plate guy? With Joe, you actually went to see him? You hand-delivered you hand a shirt? It was very hard to get to him because he's on the stage. I mean, he's got access. How does like, he get on the stage? Dude, he's got access <laughs> that like John Mara doesn't have, right? Right. So he's on the stage, and there's security all over the place. So I just I saw someone come up and say, hey, can you can you give this to Joe? And he I was I was messaging him. 
but he, you know, his phone was off and on. And, uh, I just, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm at the hotel, this hotel now come by. And I couldn't, so we kept missing each other. So I saw someone go off the stage. I said, Hey, can you give this to Joe? And he said, yeah. So we ran over and then Joe took a picture with it. So it was hand delivered. So yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah but I, we couldn't meet up. I, I want to, when I officially meet him, we, we go back and forth, obviously a lot on Twitter, both of us do with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, he's got access. Like, like uh, he has more access than me. I mean, you know, Welling to America come back from from the dead, and I don't know if he'd have the access that Joe Rubak has. So, it's pretty funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get to the Twitter questions. A lot of good ones, and um, one of the one of the the uh, not criticisms but critiques from Chris McCumber, who's a follower of ours, said that I don't read the Twitter questions until uh, the day of the podcast, and it would be better if I pre-screen them. I like the spontaneity of the Twitter questions because some of them make me laugh on the spot, but he was right. So I went through them a little bit and I, at least I know which ones I want to ask. I always say most of you guys send great questions. They're hilarious. They're insightful. So anyway, I did look at them first, but I will. Wow. So you listen to a Twitter follow. Hey buddy, I, we are flexible. If we're not flexible, we're nothing. Folks, you should consider that an achievement because I make suggestions to Jerry and he just blows me off most of the time. I say, no, that's a good idea. And then I, I do blow it off. Yes. Usually. Right. Right. Anyway, from Brian Reddy, our buffo- a buffoon crew member, now that the draft is over, how will the Giants address the right tackle position, Chris? Mm. Well, I think they're going to bring in Remis once he passes the physical. Yeah. Once he rehabs. Um, or, or it sounds think, like... Do you think, like, Shermer's very like, well, we've got it covered. Do you think he has that attitude with Chad Wheeler or no? Do I think what? Do you think, like, like Shermer sometimes has a very, like, well, we've got a guy that has mm-hmm. that position. Like, that's kind of his attitude. Do you think he feels that way with Chad Wheeler or no? I can't possibly right. think that he's comfortable with Chad Wheeler as a starting right tackle. No, I can't. You know, that's Shermer. Like, if you ask him, you know, um, you, you ask him, oh, don't worry about it. We'll go with that. You know, that's the way Shermer is. You know, um, I can't possibly envision him being the right tackle. I think you look now, you're looking at, the, the you know, the, the seventh round picks and I get a shot. You're going to see maybe Remis in here, and then you're going to see late cuts, you know, a veteran getting cut at the end of camp and maybe bringing him in. So um, I cannot picture Chad Wheeler being the right tackle, starting right tackle. From Kyle Johnson at Kyle 464-65950, would you guys like to see Jones play this year or take a year off like Mahomes did and just learn from Eli? Also, what's going to happen if B- with Beal if he loses the Baker in camp? Hashtag buffoon crew. Uh, I'll take the first one. No, I, it, it, the ideal scenario for the Giants is that Eli Manning has an MVP type of year and plays wonderfully, and we, we don't have to see Jones. I know fans want to see Jones, but I, I, look, if, the Giant fans want to win again over everything. So if Eli's playing well and the Giants are winning, well, I think most people are okay with that. Um, I'll let you take the, the Beal baker one because you are high on these cornerbacks so what happens it, with, what happens with beal if he loses the job to baker what happens to beal yeah because he He'll plays be, slot or what well you know what what is it 60 percent of nickel anyway so he's going to be i would envision him being a nickel or he, he's going to be on the field a lot anyway that's it you know he's going to be on the field a lot anyway because everything is you know everything so is nickel now you know so uh beal will be in there. He'll be in the slot or be on the outside or baker will be inside so you know i don't look at it like oh Okay, so you might have Baker as a starter opposite Janoris, but it's a situation, you know, where B 
Bill's going to be on the field a lot anyway. Yeah. So the next two are for um, first you, then me. So uh, this one's for you, Chris. Maba for me. Maba 8 for Chris. Mm. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What oh. was the reaction amongst the reporters when you guys heard it was going to be Jones at six? Since you guys are blowing up in Giants Nation, are you guys going to try to get former current Giant players on the podcast soon? So what was the reaction of the media when they took Jones? Stunned. Yeah. Stunned. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, a lot of I can't believe it and disbelief. No question about it. Yeah. And, and as far as getting um, current Giant and, and former Giant players – this is going to sound ridiculous, but we basically have to just do three-way calling. Um, but also, besides that, we're still kind of feeling out the format. Like, I like that Chris and I kind of just ramble on for 45 minutes twice a week. I think we would have more people on if we did it more often or if we made the podcast longer. But right now, probably not. Unless, you know, we change our minds. Unless there's a huge demand for it, we're going to keep doing this. And if maybe if we level off... Uh, with our downloads, maybe we'll, we'll add another uh, an interview or something like that. So, uh, Nick Bronson, to me, so <laughs> this is funny. Do you remember when I asked you if you would rather draft Jones at six or go to a dance competition that your daughter wasn't in? Now I'm asking, <laughs> would you go to that draft com- <laughs> dance competition and trade Jones for Allen or just keep Jones? <laughs> That's funny. I'll just keep Jones, man. I'm, I'm all in on, on Daniel Jones, but thank you for uh, – Thank you for making me laugh. That was a hell of a question. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, Patrick Frankel asked a couple of questions. I'll name, I'll, I'm only going to grab one. How is it possible that the Cowboys and the Feathered Helmet Unit, ah, he reads the columns, nice job, buddy, are in the top 10 on seeming, seemingly every expert's power rankings? Chris, go ahead. Because they're pretty good. You think Dallas too? Yeah, because they're pretty good. Right now, this yeah. is, you know, beginning of May. Because that's why. That's why. Because they're pretty good on paper. That's why. Uh, from Tom at Tom Lab sixty six, <laughs> JF, how was the chicken? I hope you had the opportunity to enjoy it before six was called. Hot, hot as hell. I I asked for the hot. I got the hot. My lips almost burned off. Never again. I'll go with the medium. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, for asking. From Jonathan Coveri, a great question. And Chris, if you don't want to answer it, I will. Is the media obsession with reaching? To go after Gettleman clearly clickbait slash ratings, or is it payback for not following the herd? I'll hang up and listen. Oh, I'm answering it? Yeah. Is the is the media obsession is the media obsession with reaching to go after Gettleman merely clickbait? So basically the fact that they said Gettleman reach, is it is it clickbait or ratings that they're trying to get? Or is it payback for the Giants not following the herd and what they were supposed to do? Um, no, I just, there's a lot of people that just do not like what Gettleman has done with, uh, Odell Collins and then on, and now the draft pick. And it, there's a lot of people that feel that Gettleman's taking his franchise in the wrong direction. That, that, that's it. I don't, you know, 
bottom line, they just don't like what Gettleman's doing. Chris, the, the segue to the next question could not have been better from Michael Gallagher at M Gallagher three. Is this team going in the right direction? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was not planned folks. Genius. Time will tell. Time will tell, you know, he had a good first draft and yet, you know, we'll see what this draft brings and we'll see if John now, now if this kid Jones can't play a lick, then the franchise will be set back and get him to be gone. Deservingly. So his legacy, Jerry, right? Dave Gettleman's legacy is going uh, – I'm going to give you a little preview of the next issue, <laughs> giant insider issue, but Dave Gettleman's legacy is going to rest in the right arm of Daniel Jones. Yeah. Oh, interesting question from New York Giants France at NY Giants FR. And by the way, the buffoons overseas. Hilarious how many people wear yeah. shirts and listen to us. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 is how you feel when the Giants lose to the Eagles, and 10 is when the Giants win a Super Bowl. How did you feel after the Daniel Jones pick, and how do you feel now? Great question. Mm. When they picked him, I didn't feel – it wasn't an Eagle loss, but it was a it was a 3 or a 2. And now, it's a 7 or an 8. I'm on board. So, how about you, Chris? Yeah, uh, when they picked him, it was – I have to be honest. It was a, it was a 2 or a 1. For me and now i'm up to like a five so now after the next few five. days okay what was that yeah you're up to a five i, I went a little higher i just said. yeah whatever yeah that's the, that's the way you feel yeah. now after the next few days yeah i'll revisit that question and we'll see you know i might give it a seven <laughs> or i might give it a three you know we'll see we'll see you know so tim coffee at jug big t must be chad wheeler's agent because mm. he is all over us about chad wheeler he's the future Why? right no, he's like, this is the guy. They should stick with him. They're not going to draft one. Leave Chad Wheeler alone. So he wants to point out, like I've been saying, they're sticking with Wheeler and allowing him to compete for the job, even if they, even if they get Remmers. You know how I feel about the kid. Convince me I'm wrong when three of the other bottom five PFF guys were Brown, Pulley, and Omame. He played next to buffoons. Yes, his run blocking, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Love you guys. Keep me on the line so I can hear your response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, we both said we think Chad Wheeler's going to play a hell of a lot better with Zeitler next to him, but we'd still like to see either um, a, a veteran brought in or, or this kid from Kentucky, Big George, to uh, to challenge him. So, Yeah, listen, listen, Wheeler played better when Jamon Brown came over last year. You know? Yeah, he, he played better when Jamon Brown was here. Um, now you got a better guard in Zeitler. Um, like you just said, you know, that's going to help Wheeler big time. I I was just looking for an upgrade. I don't believe Wheeler is a legit starting right tackle in this league. But, but if this kid, Wheeler, is starting a right tackle in yeah. September, I'm not going to go crazy about it, Jerry, you know? Like Eric Flowers, after what you saw he was doing out there, the buffoonist, then you started going crazy. Like, come on, you got to get this kid off the field. I'm not going to go crazy about it. I just wanted to see I want to see an upgrade over it and he's gonna he's gonna be competing. It's not his job to lose. Okay? Yeah. It's this is gonna be an open competition, a right tackle for the starting uh, for the starting job. Uh you know, come September. No question about it. He might win it, Jerry. Yeah. He might win it. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Peyton Combs and I am Pate. Um out of the players we drafted, who were you high on? So I asked you who you wanted to look at. Who are you actually high on? Who do you think is going to really contribute? Um, I think I'm pretty high on Dexter Lawrence. I think yeah. he's going to really contribute. I think DeAndre Baker. Yeah. 
But this is like immediate, right? Can't you like who you think is a really good trooper like right away, right? Yeah, right? I guess right, that's right. the question, yeah, right? Who are, you, who are you high on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, DeAndre Baker and Dexter Lawrence are going to really – obviously Jones is going to be behind Eli, so we're not going to count him. Chris, um, I, Slay- I, don't know, I don't know about you, but I'm high on Julian Love. Well, I'm high on – I just think uh, – yeah, listen, you know that. You know, I, I'm hoping Julian's in that nickel mix. No. I really do. Yeah. Um, but I think DeAndre Baker and – who did I just say? I'm on, oh, Dexter Lawrence are yeah. going to contribute right off the bat. Yeah, I agree. I think those two guys are starting. Um, I'm just joking around about Julian Love. I, I thought the Giants should take him. I like him. I just mm-hmm. said it because he's a golden doma. So. Well, when he has two interceptions the first game against Prescott, then, you know, everybody's going <laughs> to love the kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, here we go. JP at underscore John David Perry. Since the draft, we've had a majority of holes filled, and over the next few months, we'll get a better idea of what linebacker and right tackle look like. Outside of those two positions, what positions excite you most to see on the field, whether it's from last year's draft or this year's draft? Hashtag buffoon crew. Mm. Well, corner. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, cornerback for me, I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. I agree. I was going to say defensive line, and in particular, uh, B.J. Hill. I want to see what B.J. Mm-hmm. Hill does next to that monster in the middle now, uh, Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence. So I agree yep. with you, Chris. I think corner and, and as uh, as well as the defensive line. So the, yeah. the two you areas know, we really need to improve, needed to improve. So Yep, yep. I'm excited about right guard, too. Um, I'm excited about um, – you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mentioned this before. I'm excited about Lorenzo Carter's game this second season. You know, I'm excited to see what he does in his second year. I think he's going to really take a leap, this kid, man. He's got a lot of talent, man. Adriana Tatchler. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. So she has two questions. I'm going to skip the first one because we kind of answered it already. After the Eli practice video where he was practicing in high school and actually thrown to Hakeem Nix, who's trying to make a comeback. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. How do you think he will perform, especially with the new picks? What's your prediction on Eli, Chris? It's going to be whether or not Eli gets time to throw the ball, and he'll be all right. That's my prediction on him. My, he'll be fine uh, yeah. if he gets time to throw the ball. Um, when he's under pressure, if the pocket's collapsing, he's not the same quarterback. He reads the defensive line too much. He's getting rid of the ball too quick. Um, I don't. Am I lying there? I mean, I'm not going to come out and say that these, you know, this is, these, these are traits Eli has shown the last few years. No question about it. So it all comes down to building around him, which he's trying to do – if he has time, if this line gives him time to throw the ball, like basically everybody else, um, you know, I think Elias could still be very effective. I'm sorry. I, I do. I agree. I think as long as he has time, he's going to play pretty well. Um, and I know his arm's not what it – well, no, I'm not getting into that again. I think as, I think as long as, as he has time, he'll, he'll look good. Uh, all right, Chris. Here's, here's, this one's for you because you're not an expert at right tackle, but it's a, it's a position that you – you know, you're kind of a buffoon in that you know a lot of guys from other teams, and uh, this guy's throwing out some pretty good names. So, Mike at Mike underscore NYY, thinking that's New York Yankees. If you had to pick between, Ugh. if you had to pick between Mike Remmers, Big George, Paul Adams from Missouri, Donald Penn, and Ryan Schrader, the ex Falcon, who mm. would you want as your week one right tackle out of that group? Who's Big George? The draft pick? Yeah, the draft pick, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, that I have to see. Um, Remmers, probably probably, probably Schrader from Atlanta. Wow, okay. Yeah, you're not a big Remmers guy. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. you, you've always been consistent with that. Probably probably Ryan Schrader, yeah. 
He didn't put Conklin on there, right? No. Oh, uh, because Conklin, his 50 option was shocking. shocking. Chris, he, let's not ruin it. Here's the next question, buddy. Vic oh. P at, at Lambda Man VP. What are your thoughts on Jack Conklin as a right tackle? And should the Giants trade for him now that his option won't be picked up? If not a trade, <laughs> do you think he's good enough to overpay for in 2020 free agency? I'll hang up and listen. Well, I tell you what, when I saw that the Titans weren't picking his option up, that was a surprise. He had two very solid years last you know, Then he tore up his ACL at the end of 2017. And last year, it took him a while to get back in it. Didn't play as well. Um, I don't know what's going on over there. I, I, you're going to have to see how he does this year, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how he looks, if he's moving well. Is this something the Titans know that the rest of the league doesn't know? Yeah. You know? I know they had to Friday to pick up his option. Um, but I was surprised by that because he was a pretty dominant player the first few years. So let's see what he looks like this year before you start talking about him coming over here. I agree. And I don't think the Giants have any more assets to trade right now for. Yeah, no, we're not trading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. John Ilegio at Not John 44. I'm done with sports talk radio slash draft talk. If Eli had an offensive line throughout his career like Rivers and Big Ben, would he be getting all the hate from the sports media like Foxworth and Adam Shine saying he's finished? The Giants should have drafted a quarterback years ago. I'll hang up and listen. I don't know, man. That's interesting. The, the easy thing to say about Eli is he's stunk the last four or five years. It's totally not true. Uh, he's had garbage in front of him. Uh, I think that's the Giants overall, if they'd made the playoffs, I don't know if there'd be as much hate towards him, I think. Eli gets a lot of the blame, unfortunately. He's the guy with the ball in his hands every play, offensive mm-hmm. play at least. So I, I think that if he had a better line, yeah, I don't think I don't think there'd be as much hate, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, you know, it's just he's made a lot of baffling decisions and things he's done, the way he's looked under pressure the last few years. And that's why, you know, people are like, this guy's done. Get him out of here. But at the same time, he's played some good ball at times too. So – Let's give this guy. Let's give this guy a little time in a pocket on a consistent basis, and let's see what he does. Lou G at LS. I can't pronounce the rest of it. If Eli plays well and wins, and the Giants win nine games or more, will Eli be the starter in 2020? No, uh, way too early to tell. I don't think so. I think this is going to be his last year. They'd have to sign him for a lot of money, although they'll be in great cap position. Unless they go deep into the playoffs, I don't think Eli will be back in 2020. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like an Alex Smith type deal where you make the playoffs as a quarterback and you're gone the next year. Uh, like you said, it would have to be a unbelievable run. You know, when Eli playing unbelievable, going deep in the playoffs for him to be back. Um so they could win nine games, Jerry, and I still think Eli won't be back in 2020. Sorry, Mr. Chris, we answered your question already. I apologize. John F. at NH underscore Giants. Now that the draft is over and given a week for the smoke to clear, is the current Giants team better than the starting 2018 team? And how many starters will we get from this draft? Hashtag buffoon crew. I'll go first with um, starters, and then you can take the are we better. Starters, at least – two maybe three so i'll say mm-hmm. i'll say dexter lawrence and deandre baker will start the x-man it depends on i i betcher's gonna feel too safe with kareem martin even though chris and i think they need to upgrade 
he may start if he shows a lot in training camp and in the preseason. So, well, don't forget you got Golden over there now too. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, two then two. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, this is my early prediction: Lawrence and DeAndre Baker. Yeah, I think X Man just roll. You know, he rolls in the rotation. You know, he'll he gets in there, gets the snaps in the rotation. Do you think uh, we're that, better right now than the starting 2018 team? Uh, let's see. You like Apple? Uh, do we think we're better? Yeah, the offensive line's better. Yeah. Now, no Odell. Right. So that's a hit. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, on defensive side of the ball, we still don't have an edge guy. Where we had a guy, who, you know, we, we got rid of a guy who gave, who gave you eight eight sacks in Olivier. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the secondary. You know, Apple was a starter list. Now we got you know these kids coming in. So I don't know. Time. Listen, we're relying on some of these draft picks. So if the draft picks, you're gonna have to wait, man. If the draft picks are starters, like we just said, and they playing really well, then yeah, I guess so. But listen, Jerry, we traded Odell. So offensively, you're not you can't look at it and go, okay, we're better offensively. Can't do it. Yeah. Great question by Anthony Delmonico at It's Tony D. In light of the Theismann Haskins stuff, where Theismann said you can wear my number even though his number's really not retired. Do you think the Giants will retire Eli's number 10 once he's gone? Funny with that question, because the Giants used to retire numbers like the Yankees did, like 1, 4, 50, 32, 14, 16. I'm trying to think of them all. Seven, they're all retired on the Giants, and it's all old guys like Mel Hine. Wyatt Tittle played for the Giants four years. His number's retired. Ray Flaherty, Ken Strong, uh, Al Belozis, who died in World War II. You know, a lot of guys retired, but... Now that they have the Ring of Honor, they haven't retired Strahan's yet. I'm obviously 56 and Sims, uh, 56 and, and 11. I, now that they have the Ring of Honor, they haven't retired really Strahan's yet. I don't think the Giants will retire numbers anymore because of the Ring of Honor. I, in fact, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought those numbers back because you're going to run out of numbers sooner or later. Like the only number that should be retired, never worn again, is 56 for me. And maybe the guys that died in World War II, I understand why you would retire those numbers, even though Jack Lummis isn't retired, 29. I would say no. I don't think they'll retire Manning. They may not have someone wear for a while, but like if you look at the Raiders and Cowboys, they started that Ring of Honor. Like Kenny Stabler wore the same number as Todd Marinovich. Michael Irvin wore the same one as Drew Pearson. Like I think that's the direction these teams go now. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, that seems to be the direction, but I'm going to disagree with you. I think Eli's number will be retired down the road. Yeah. I, they just love him so much, Amara, and I think it will be, yeah. yeah. It could be. I mean, a lot of guys on the Giants, like Tuffy Lehmans is retired. Like, you know, I know at the time he had a lot of rushing yards, but now, yeah, some of these numbers that are retired, you're like, maybe we should bring these back. Sort of like Billy Martin for the Yankees? That's a joke one. I agree. That's a joke that that number's retired. The Yankees went too hat crazy with it. They went too crazy with retired numbers. Absolutely mm. right. I couldn't agree more. But so- the Red Sox do it the right way. They only have like nine. Yeah. They name a poll after a guy who has 17 home runs. Come on. Give me a break. Pesky poll. Give me a break. Uh, That's Tof- a legend, buddy. Legend. <laughs> Those 17 home runs must have been really important ones. <laughs> it's it's not why they, they named it a pesky poll. It's, if you look up why they named it, it's not even mm-hmm. like legit. I think he hit one home run that hit the poll and they called it that. It's just because his name started with B. Man, a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, nope, Jones will not wear 13. He's going to wear 17. See, now this is getting away from me because I'm, I'm angry, flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, another right tackle. Almost as funny as Roger Bear's number being retired. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Rangers do that too. They put guys in the rafters after like they've stopped playing for thirty years. Like Harry Howe went up late. Uh, Jean Rattel, like Jean Rattel retired in what seventy nine, eighty? I don't know when he retired. Who knows with that organization? Okay, next question. <laughs> That's funny. Wiley ups the ball. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Carlos Rodriguez hashtag buffoon crew. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> How concerning is the collarbone injury Jones suffered going to be moving forward? I'll take it off the air. Zero concern. Yeah, right. Hills. I mean. Yep. Zero concern. Um, here we go. Lisa, our girl Lisa. So bad six. Hey, guys. Great work after and during the draft. Thanks, Lisa. Question. I really like this kid, Connolly. His ability to read and react makes him very interesting. We picked him up in the fifth round. Your thoughts, I'm curious. I have no opinion on him. I don't want to act like Frances and say, hard nose, good kid, plays hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't see him much. All I know about is what I read uh, read about him and, you know, and to Paul Schwartz's kid, they get the writer for the Post, who covered him in Wisconsin and said he's a tackling machine. So uh, we'll have to see. You know, he seems to be a kid that he was a walk-on and, not, and he seems to be a kid that's getting, that's gotten better and better every year. So we'll see what he brings. I'm eyeing him up for special teams. He's supposed to be a special teams demon. We'll see. We have time for one more, and it's a really good question from Mike Nichols at Symmetrator CBO. Hmm. Whatever happened to the Wonderlick test? It was the rage for all the years. Now you never really hear about it. Was it deemed ineffective at predicting future success? I mean, I don't know, man. They still take it. But, yeah, you don't hear much about the Wonderlick scores. Like I, I think for more for quarterbacks you hear it. Like, there were guys who just, like, I think Morris Claiborne, I don't want to misrepresent him, but I think he got, like, a four on it or something. I mean, I don't think people care yeah. as much about the Wonderlick nah. test. No, even the Giants were very big in that one time. I don't think they even care about it that much anymore. Yeah, like, Akeem Nix yeah. didn't do well on it either. No. How about Frank Gore? Frank Gore got, like, a five on it. And look at him. He's a Hall of Famer. Did he really? Yeah. So. That means nothing. All right, buddy. Uh, sorry for the questions we did not get to. I thought we, we, we grabbed the best ones. Um, anything else you want to add here, pal? No, that's it, man. Uh, just everybody, just um, you know, stay with us on Twitter tomorrow. Um, I'll try to give video. I'll be putting out video and giving updates, you know, and everything that's going on and how these kids look and uh, and all that. So it should be fun, bud. Yeah, I'll get the text tomorrow. I'll start tweeting, and you'll say, "Do me a favor, stay off Twitter." <laughs> so, no, I don't. Why no, do I do that? No, tomorrow I will. I will refrain. I want to read these updates too, pal. So. Nah, you know your place when it comes to... Oh, no, no, right. <laughs> nah, no. Oh, my God. The way you're making me seem like... Oh, nah. my God. I don't want to get in the way tomorrow. I'll be honest with you. I just want to stay off. I'll, I'll tweet in the morning, and then I'm done. I want to read. I want to see this yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that before. Go ahead. Anyway, if you want to order a copy of The Giant I, Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Download the app from the Google Store or the App Store on uh, in your iPhones. Or go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. We'll drop the next podcast Monday. Uh, Chris will give a uh, an update on the um, how minicamp went, although you'll see yeah. a lot of it over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else, pal? No, that's it, man. That's it. Should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days, and Friday is uh, minicamp day. So thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.